Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Something Podcast. to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on podcast. I'm um, not expecting uh, a lot of uh, angst and stress tonight because I've just been told these two gents have been on before and they agreed with each other on every single point. <laughs> so it's not going to be controversial this evening. <laughs> I'm sure it never is. Uh, but hello again to Neil. Uh, hi, Mike. Good to see you again. You too. And hi to Andy. Good evening, sir. Very good. So last night, the lineups. <laughs> We had no Louis, so we had to shuffle the pack again with Enzio dropping back into, into right back and uh, Rob going into midfield and Sam coming in at the back. Sam, who, uh, well, I don't know if we can say he's won every game, can we? Or he's, no, he hasn't no. lost. He hasn't lost he's, yet. He hasn't lost, but when he came off, we were losing. So I, I don't know. That, that's a structure for that stat now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But we haven't lost the game he's been involved in. That's that's, yes. <laughs> that's the important. What? How are you feeling um, at, see, at seeing the lineups? Because obviously, Louis being out again was a bit of a, a worry because he'd only just come back. But Matt did kind of address it in his post-match interview. Um, Andy, if we start with you. Well, um, it was kind of again. Nothing, there was nothing there that wasn't wasn't expected. It was you know Matt pushing his 
pegs in the right holes. And the weird thing was, is that if you took a step back from that, you saw, right, so we've got no Goodliffe, no Louis John, no Harry Butyman, no Craig Eastman, no Alistair Smith. So we're pretty much looking at the entire spine of the team that was successful last season was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the first half, it showed. Uh, but we'll, we'll come on to that in a bit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Neil, what, what did you feel about Indio going back into right back? Because I feel he was rewarded on Saturday for his great performances at, at fullback. And he was very quiet on Saturday. I mean, the, the, the team was in general, um, but then he's gone back into fullback last night and had another, well, I thought, a good game. What did you think? Yeah. I, I think I agree with what Andy said just now. I think they were, Sam and um, Enzio were far more exposed because of the quality of Northampton compared to, you know, the Wimbledon game. So, uh, and uh, I, I was worried when I saw that lineup because. As aside from that, was that basically we'd literally just got a goalkeeper and virtually just forwards on the the bench. So if anybody else got injured, mm-hmm. you know we you know even more you know exposed. So you know first thought was if we did get an injury, well then if it wasn't Omar, Omar would probably go back into uh, you know midfield, which obviously transpired for a different <laughs> reason. But uh, you know I was worried. I you know I didn't really think we were going to come out of anything from the game, particularly finding out it was St Crispin's Day. So basically, I thought the gods <laughs> were going to be against us. So, uh, yeah. So uh, I was and I was I was duly pessimistic for the night. So that wasn't for anyone, doesn't know, that wasn't for Rhys Mogg resigning on St Crispin's Day in his resignation letter. That was because uh, it's the patron saint of cobblers, which obviously is, is Northampton. Which it's another wonderful fact from Sutton United supporters digging out. I love it. <laughs> But the uh, uh, early on, we were we were struggling. I mean, I've I've watched that first goal back, and I I did see a lot of criticism for um, Lewis, um, but actually the guy hit it way too early. <laughs> he got it and hit it, and you just wouldn't have expected him to do that. I mean, have you had a chance to watch it back, or were you happy with your first viewing? <laughs> I think well, again, you're absolutely right. And it's kind of like, even at the time when it, when he hit it, it was like, did you just hit that? And it's kind of like, I wish our players would do that sometimes. Um, but no, I mean, it was, it was, he was given the space and he took it well. I, there's no, I, I, there's no qualms about that at all. I mean, the, the question for us is, you know, how come he was given so much space? Mm-hmm. I, I think also Lewis was unsighted because he got two defenders. I think it was it Rob and Kobe right in front of him. So I think, you know, that they were virtually marking each other rather than marking the forward. And I think Lewis just saw it very, very, you know, saw it very late. He's a tall guy. He didn't, I, you know, I, mean, I think he'll be disappointed because for a tall guy, I don't, you know, the guy hit it literally in the only place where he couldn't get to it. And, you know, so, uh, you know, it was the, Perfect. That apparently is the guy's first ever goal in professional football. Yeah, I, I heard that as well. I was like, great. So the guy who scored against us for Walsall, his first goal in four years or something, and this one's his first goal ever. I was like, yeah, we're just so generous. We like giving people their gifts. <laughs> but at 2-0, I mean, I, I was hoping kind of it, we're going to make half time. And I, 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 I know I'm very optimistic, but 
I always have a belief if we can get to half time and there's only one in it, then they sort a lot out over that half time period and we've always got a chance. But at 2 0, even I was I was losing hope. Um, how, how was it for you guys at two? Were you fearing a, a battering or? I, I was fearing a battering, not necessarily because it was 2 0, because they were dominant compared to us. And it was all about it was all about the midfield. We just we just did not. It's weird because I don't think Milsom or Lover actually had a bad game, but they were just winning absolutely everything in midfield. You know, they, I mean, they're yeah, they're a good side. This isn't this isn't you know any necessarily criticism of us. We we couldn't match them, and as a result, they were having all the chances. I think we had, I think it took us until I think I don't even know if it happened in the first half. I don't think we had a shot on goal. I don't think we even had a shot in the first half. We might have had think, one right near I the end. Joe, Joe heading the ball down from like a, a yard yeah, or two. Out. I think that he was probably it down it, but and it's then it really, went over. really, you know, yeah. it, it was extremely biased, you know, biased in their direction. And yeah, I was, I was, I was fearing, I was fearing a bit of a rout because Matt certainly one of his strengths, weaknesses, have whichever way you want to see it, is that he has a game plan. And he sticks to it. And mm-hmm. some days that works absolutely fantastic. If he'd stuck to the game plan, we would have been trounced, I thought, because we, we, we were showing nothing. Um, but we'll talk about half-time afterwards. <laughs> I, I took a couple of footballing friends, and my friend Claire has a habit of seeing four goals in the game. So unfortunately, <laughs> when it got to 2-0, I thought it was going to be 4-0, because that, that's what it looked like. But she did tell me to have faith at lunch, <laughs> at, at lunchtime. Sorry, at uh, at half time. So, uh, and we'll talk about one my prediction for the match, which uh, I was nearly came true, which would have been terrible. But we'll get on to that later. But <laughs> so I was like Andy, I was fearing the worst, you know, and something had to change. And I just wondered whether Matt was going to do something different at half time, or what he was going to wait until sixty minutes and do. Which is what we would normally yeah. expect from him. I mean, the we weren't the only ones. I have to say, there was a lot of the Twitter feed of, oh, that's it. I mean, Nick said he sort he did something to sort out their till and help him out, and he said that's going to be the highlight of the Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they something youth even said, oh, great, yeah, another wonderful Tuesday. Um, so there was a lot of us feeling a little bit despondent, um, and then a bit of an odd substitution because. It, a, it was at half time, which we don't often do. So obviously there was a little bit of a worry that something had happened to Sam again, because obviously we, we know his history and he's a bit delicate that we're worried about him. Um, but it does seem that it was based on the fact he was on another yellow and we would have really struggled if he'd got sent off at that point. Um, but were you surprised to see Killian coming in? No. Hmm, um, <laughs> no, no. At the time, it was... Obviously, Killian had come in for Sam. So, obviously, you try and work out, right, well, he's doing what? And it was pretty obvious that Omar had gone back into midfield. And actually, that was the point where I thought, this could be interesting. Uh, because you need you, you want to have a big physical presence up front. You know, they've got a good, mm-hmm. big, physical, strong defence. You want somebody who's going to at least challenge him a little bit, which Omar was doing as best as he could, but um, wasn't necessarily being that effective because the stuff coming from midfield was scraps, basically. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, Killian up front, we can still fill that role. Now, Omar played in midfield against Swindon last season, where he lost 3-2, and actually had a really good game. And then 
course, Omar played in the centre of defence at Newport last season and had a really good game. <laughs> so thinking, actually, this might be really, really clever because you're going to have someone who's going to battle more in midfield than Milsom could. But Milsom would obviously do a fantastic job at left back, which he, he did. Um, and I thought, this could be interesting. If we get what, if we get an early one here, this could this could change quite significantly. And then a few minutes later. Yeah. Um, Neil, what were your thoughts? Um, as so, you know, as soon as Killian came on, I think I, you know, I don't know whether they hadn't researched it. I they I think they were a bit, they weren't they were shocked because he's such a physical presence. And my other friend who, um, you know, came to the game with me is who's quite an astute football um, um, pundit, as they turned around and said, they're scared of him. They're not quite, you know, they're not quite sure what to make of that uh, young lad that's come on. And the other thing with Omar being just in more midfield came in later. So, in fact, he came and he met the ball. He actually uh, attacked that ball which was a beautiful cross in so you know it was you know it was an inspired substitution and I see uh, Matt's been picked out as um, midweek EFL manager for yeah. uh, you know yeah I mean I, I always tactics. always wondered if their if their game plan was obviously built around Omar playing for 60 70 minutes and they had people to say right you you stick to him and then suddenly he moves position to completely different position the defender's going to have to then go. Well, do I still stick with him, or do I do I stick back? And who's this young bloke bouncing me off of him? And what's he doing? Is I'm supposed to be playing football, not heavyweight boxing? What the hell is going on here? Um, but yeah, you're right. They just they just couldn't handle Gillian bouncing around all over the place. And um, obviously, Omar got his goal, which gave us that little sniff. And then, oh, Donny boy, I didn't get a sound clip for that. <laughs> but Donovan. It was like he rolled it back. And I think Claire said it was like our players suddenly remembered, hang on a minute, we're really good here. It's yeah. just, it's play again. Um, how was that? I mean, I, one of their players was on the floor, so I did worry it was going to get called back for a foul. Obviously, I didn't see it all, but um, what, what did you think? Well, again, it was Omar creating the chance. Mm-hmm. I, Omar went in for the tackle, actually made a bit of space. They made... They, again, I don't know if it was a mistake or if it was they were a bit unsure, but they just gave Donovan a sniff. And that was it. He was gone. Bang, straight in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was euphoric. I still, yeah, as, as I mentioned on Twitter last night, my uh, my first um, reaction to that was an expletive aimed at those uh, those um, places on the forum that just keep slagging off our strikers for not scoring goals. Um, but you know, it was it was. I, I was so pleased for the lad because he was obviously overjoyed when he got that in um because things haven't gone his way um and it's been it's been a tough season for him so for him to score that goal in that manner in that situation it's going to just do wonders for his confidence it looked to me sorry Neil, just before you jump in it looked to me that when he got it he just hit it i know that sounds really andy townsend under tree just eat it but it looked like he got the ball didn't think about it just went bang and went in Whereas sometimes when he, you see him get the ball, he's just got that moment of thinking, right, what am I going to do with this? And he's not acting instinctively and therefore the, the chances go. I think there's the confidence thing is that maybe he's actually overthinking what he's doing because mm-hmm. things aren't going too well. And actually at that moment, he didn't have time to think. It was just instinctive and it worked. And so yeah. maybe this this could be quite a turning point for him this season as well. Absolutely. Sorry, Neil, you were going to jump in there. So. 
I waffled. Yeah, I, yeah Andy, I think it was your point, Mike, when one of the chances in one of the earlier matches, you said, you know, because I think you were standing next to me, you said, I wish he'd hit it. I think, you know, he had probably too much time and he thought about placing it because that was the safer option rather than putting mm -hmm. it into row Z. Whereas, because as, as you, Andy's just said there, he, it was an instinctive. He really just, he, he, he hit it as hard as he could. And the, the keeper stood absolutely no chance. You know, that, you know, it was a yeah. real striker's strike. I think had the keeper got to it, he probably would have ended up in the net with the ball yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it was going in. Um, but at that point, we suddenly then seemed to have all the chances, um, which is a, is a worry because... We kind of scored the equaliser a little bit early, and I think Tony alluded to this in the interview, saying at that point, when you've come back from 2-0, do you keep going and go, go for the win, or do you kind of go, well, hang on, 2-0 is not a bad result, 2-2 uh, is not a bad result away from home. Do you stick with it? Because if they just hit us on the break, it would have just absolutely demoralised everyone, and we're like, oh, here we go, all over again. Um, but we certainly seem to have all the better chances. Neil, go on. I think because we didn't, stick with what we'd got that's why we carried on playing properly because basically we didn't have that mental we didn't have that mental thing i think if we'd have actually equalized later we may have had the oh let's you know let's stick with what we've got but because we had 30 minutes or so to play we carried on as if it was a normal match so we were much more relaxed we you know and as i said we looked as if we were going to have more likely to score but going back to my prediction I put on the uh, not the top twenty forum that you know I I anticipated an end to the goal drought. Probably Omar and Donovan would both score, but the <laughs> irony would be that Northampton would score three because of the oh. crispy <laughs> bit. So when I said to, when it got to two all, at which point I then I said I said because Jenny was behind me, I said, "Oh God, I hope my prediction doesn't come true." She throttled me. So basically, <laughs> so, you know, it was essentially because uh, you know it's suddenly violence on the terraces. Beautifully true, and you know my predictions never come true. <laughs> well, I I, I pre-recorded. I can't remember if it was on my version of it or the Stockport's version of it. But we were talking about different players, and I said, We've got two strikers, we'll absolutely batter you from pillar to post and run you ragged for sort of 60, 70 minutes, and they won't score, but they'll come off and they'll have done their job and let the kids on to score. And then obviously they both scored last night, so that's brilliant. <laughs> Marvellous football knowledge once again. Um but yeah, we, we hung on for the for, for the win. Um in a draw, it felt like a win, sorry. It was <laughs> it's unlike Saturday, which the draw felt like a loss, this one felt like a win and uh, you kind of know exactly what Matt's talking about when he says that kind of thing. Um, but you've got the great choice of picking some players of the day. Um, not going to try and sway anyone, but obviously it was a big celebration that it was Omar's 150th. Um, and I think we quickly tried to work out beforehand his quiz question. And we reckon it was some I can't even remember. So like two, two, a third of his appearances must be a, 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 fifty-eight. He'd done all of the uh, ninety yeah. minutes, and ninety-two so, times he hadn't. In the absence of Freaky putting us right, we're going to go with that. <laughs> and I've had a quick look at all of the um, all of the uh, various uh, cup competitions as well. There's only been one game where he's played the full ninety minutes, um, and that's out so, of two, three, seven, eight, ten, eleven. 
13, 15, 17 games. 17. Excellent. So that's FA, FA Cup, League Cup, yeah. FA Trophy and um, yeah, Trophy. If, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I also liked his interview thing and it just again shows the um, the closeness between the team where um, he was talking about um, Joe's chance and he said, well, yeah, unfortunately because Joe heads the ball with his eyes closed, he missed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't go around saying that about a fellow professional. But, um, he, but, but again, he missed but he missed two, of course, the one before half time, and then the one that went and just over the the, the, uh, the bar near uh, the end, yeah, near that, the end. So that kind of thing that does just show the real closeness of the squad because you'd never hear a player um, slagging off another player. It's, a, it's clearly a joke and a banter. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to come back to you guys in a second after we hear the wonderful, wonderful. Watch me do my dance. I'm the player of the day. day. So, if we start with Neil, give me your first. Right, I bet Andy's got exactly the same four players. So, <laughs> in no particular order, I'm going to put Omar at the top. Omar, easy one. He might have, he's got a chance this week. He keeps going in for the nominations, and I've not gone back for all of them, but I'm like, I know virtually every week I put Omar in, and he's only won a couple of them. But we'll see. Andy, who are you going to go with for your first name? Omar, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, no, I need another name. <laughs> Omar's in there. Um, well, Donovan. Donovan, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to put Omar, 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 Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd got Donovan down as my second. I told you yeah. this was going to be Here we go. Yeah. Right, okay. So, this here, I've got two names written down here, but we'll keep... Keep the suspense, see where Andy goes with the other one. I would say, even though he was only on for half of the game, I'm going to put Killian in. Killian, lovely. That was going to be my next one. Yeah. <laughs> is it lovely? Go on. so have you got the fourth? This is the question. Oh, um, see, weirdly enough, I think this is where we might disagree. I actually thought out of the four defenders, he was probably the most impressive before he went off, and it was Sam Hart. Sam, okay. That's not what I got. And in fact, I watched back the iFollow, so the Radio Northampton crew, and this mm -hmm. was the other player they picked out as being outstanding, which is Mike's favourite player. I thought that was Josh's best, you know, best 45. He was, they found him difficult to handle. Mm, he he yeah. nutmegged Pinnock. He, he was turning them inside out and they identified him as being sort of yeah. like a danger player. And I think he was. I think potentially I'm not being nasty, but I think that's because he's not our player and they want to label us all as monsters and brutes and he doesn't really belong <laughs> in with us. So it's Good. like, we've got to choose a player that, um, that doesn't quite fit the Sutton... Yeah. The comment, I don't know whether you watched it on iFollow, but did you notice the fact that, according to Radio Northampton, we played in mustard and black, is our kit? <laughs> I've heard some amazing different variations of it. Yeah, um, and they kept identifying all of our players, you know, as the wrong player. You know, it was amazing yeah. how they really struggled to identify our players. I think it was a good 10 minutes or so before they realised that Omar had gone into midfield. Because we'd obviously gone three up top. <laughs> we haven't. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, never mind. Um, excellent. I'll put those out and I suspect it might be fairly 
simple this week. Um, no disrespect to some of the others, but I think Omar's in with a good shout. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Sutton United Talk Time on podcast, the Sutton Podcast. If you are new to the show, hello, and you are very welcome. Hope you enjoy what we do. It's a very simple format. We get a few people on to talk about the game that's just gone, and then we preview the next game coming up. We are available on most podcast platforms where you can listen, rate, and review. If you find that we're not on your preferred platform, please let me know, and I'll sort that for you. If anyone would like to support the podcast, you can find out how with more information on the website, which is www.suttonpodcast.com, and there's a tab where you can find out how to be a guest as well. Please find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok with the username at Sutton Podcast. Every like, follow, and share is really appreciated. Hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. And joining me now um, as part of a preview, which is before the Tuesday night games. So we're going to do, uh, depending on how we did, is a delete as appropriate, win, lose, draw, <laughs> who knows, um, ahead of time. Um, it's Russ from the podcast, which is the Scarf that Bagara wore. Scarf Bagara wore, yes. But I'll explain and, that if you want me to. <laughs> perfect. I was going to say, well, I need to explain that. What's, what's that all about? Yeah, I end up explaining it to every, every, every podcast that I go on, to be fair. So <laughs> um, we had an old manager called Danny Bagara. Uh, in the early uh, late eighties, early nineties, who's he's a big hero of ours. Uh, we're having a statue built outside the ground for him. Um, he's actually the first foreign manager to lead a domestic English club out at Wembley, so he's oh. he's a big deal for us. Um, and then we have uh, a chant that you will hear on Saturday when you come, uh, called "The Scarf My Father Wore." So we've just combined the two, oh, basically. Very yeah. good. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. I thought you were going to say, this is the scarf that the manager no. actually wore. <laughs> no, I wish. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> just send, send it to him and say, look, could you just put this on for one photo? <laughs> send it back. Um, excellent. So um, I'm going to ask a few more questions, but I, I forgot to do my lovely sound clip. Um, so essentially, this little bit is a chance for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and... Um, why you support Stockport and it's it's who are you? Loving that, wor- loving that. I'm nicking that. I'm nicking that for yeah. my show. There's worse to come. Don't worry. There's worse to oh, come. Oh, isn't there? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, so you what about know about me? So I, I'm yeah, yeah, yourself. yeah, yeah. Russ Johnson. Uh, I've been supporting County since the late eighties. Um, I'm actually my middle name is actually Colin after Colin Bell because my dad was a City fan. <laughs> but, but we don't talk about that much. Um, so, yeah, took me to County and I've never looked back. Um, been home and away for years, season ticket for years. Been to all the big games that we've had in the last 30-odd years, really. You know, <laughs> um, I'm in my early 40s now. Um, started the podcast in 2015 when we were in the in the midst of the National League North. Mm-hmm. So we all know about non-league football around here, don't we? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. so. You, you had you had the, the dreaded drop and drop, didn't you? Um, how how was that at the time? That must have been then. Yeah, I mean it's, it was horrific. We we've done a podcast series called The Dark Days, and I think I've got about thirteen hours of discussion with people who were there at the time. Um, wow. we, we 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 tried to keep it light. It's not a, it's not a complete like dull fest. Um, but yeah, we went down from the from the league, twenty twelve, and then in twenty. Spent a season in the National League and then went down again. Spent six years in 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 the National League North. But um, yeah, fans rallied round, clear the decks really, and, and put the club back on a on a on a good footing. I I was part of that. I was on the um, I was on the board of the supporters cooperative during during some of that time. 
Um, so clear the decks, and now we have a nice new shiny owner who is a local man uh, worth somewhere in the region of five to eight hundred million quid. Mm, nice. Um, and he he wants to get us back to the championship. He wants to do it for philanthropy reasons, have everything within the borough, um, really, really in the community, serving the community. And we've we just released plans for to upgrade our current stadium to a 20,000 seater with corners. So we're quite happy now. Yeah, I mean, that, that in itself, that little statement is quite unusual to get back to the championship. None of this yeah. premier, oh, we're going to be in premier league in five years. It's, no, no, we'll get back to where we were. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, on our podcast, when, when I've not been there, actually, um, my, my co-host and some friends were talking about, well, what if we got to the Premier League, I was like, well, I, I'd, I'd settle for five years in the Premier League. And I, I when I came back, I was like, what? Are you, why have you just wasted 10 minutes talking about the Premier League? Jesus, we're not even, we're, we're, at the time, we'd not even got out of the National yeah. League, you know, so, so um, yeah. So you mentioned that getting out of the National League. Have you been enjoying the uh, This Is Wrexham series at all? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we knew the ending, didn't we? So we could we could sit back and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my, my missus was watching it with me. And she goes, so how did they do in this? And I went, well, if they get promotion from this division, they're playing in the same division as us. And she went, oh, I went, spoiler, they're not. <laughs> we're, we're not playing them. <laughs> we're playing Stockholm. Um, so... Yeah, that was uh, it's an interesting uh, program though. It um, shows, it, it, I think it shows them quite well. Obviously, they made the documentary, so it's going to show them quite well. But um... yeah, yeah, I I think they're coming out of it very looking very very good. I I actually I I like them. I mean, I've got friends who were who were Wrexham fans, you know, just just through this podcast. So um, I didn't enjoy it when when they went top of the league with two games to go, um, and they were. You know, we we were away. We got beat three nil, and they were all their little fans were in this in the in the corner giving it us. You know, lads with he- like hoodies with goggles in them and all that kind kind of stuff. <laughs> they're all giving it us, but we we can't help be empathetic because they're similar to us. They they've had a tough they've had a tough fifteen years or whatever. Mm. Similar type of place to us, you know, um, market town, working class. Um, all Labour voters, I'm guessing, I get, you know, um, like us, you know, I don't want to be political. That's as far as I'll yeah. go with the block politics. But, uh, you know, that that we, we just see, we see similarities in ourselves. So we, we, we quite like Rex. Well, I say we like Rex. There's a rivalry bubbling there, but at the moment yeah. it's uh, quite peaceful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on to this season, as I say, we're, we're doing this early Tuesday, so we don't know what the results tonight are. Um, we're currently... And I'm going to count the pizza up very importantly because we're unbeaten in three. Um, <laughs> that's a big thing at the moment. Um, <laughs> your season, it, a, lot, a lot of people, and myself included, thought you were going to hit the ground running and use the momentum from last year to sort of give you a bit of a charge in the early part of the season. It hasn't quite worked out that way for you yet. Um, do you know why is that or not? No answers yet. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the answer that I go back to is uh, turnover of playing staff. Um, mm-hmm. We we did we did kind of the opposite that Grimsby have done, and and, and I don't I don't know what Sutton did, but I'm, I'm sure we'll 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 talk about that on on my podcast because we, we, maybe we've got lessons to be learned. But what we did is we had a core that got us up, 
um, and then sort of let some of them go to bring in what we thought were upgrades, and those have taken longer to settle in. Um, so that that's been a massive factor, and they they are starting to settle in now, and we've not been heavily beaten by anybody. Nobody's played us off no. the park yet. Um, the other factor is um, the jump from league from the national league to league two. Although it is touted as being, oh, well, you'll just double bounce. <laughs> You'll just go straight straight up again because because League Two is rubbish, right? Well, it's not rubbish. <laughs> so when you get up, it's it's harder than than you anticipate, and that I think that that needs to be documented because it is it's it's, it's a jump up no matter what you say. So you know uh, we've we've kind of not dealt with that as as, as effectively as we should have done. So they're they're the two main factors that I right. can see. Well, we yeah we had the opposite. We had no money for players, um, so we kept basically all the all the players. Um, and I think that did help our momentum because um, we, we we kind of found it really odd last year going, hang on a minute, we, we should have done this years ago if we knew it was going to be like this. Um, <laughs> but we missed, we missed out by one point at the playoffs, um, which isn't that upsetting really because we're rubbish in playoffs. So it, it, it would have made no real difference. Just we'd have had two more games of the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going all right. Um, this season's a bit harder, but we've seemed to have had our injury woes now whereas last year we had it towards the end of the season so hopefully we'll get over it and have a nice running he hopes <laughs> begs and pleads that you've got um so so far this season have there been any sort of particular highs and lows for you guys um i think the low the lowest low this season for me has got to be the opening day um i mean we spent 11 years out of the football league um, only to be only only to have to play Barrow, Stevenage, and Harrogate in the first three matches. So, um, but Barrow Barrow completely took us to task. We were three 0 down after half an hour. So at home, so everybody came with this expectation. Uh, you know, big crowd. I think there was nine and a half thousand there, and Barrow just played us off the park. And one of our players that we'd let go to them the week earlier, Ben Whitfield, scored. He might have scored two, actually. I've forgotten now, but yeah, it was that. That was the lowest of the low. But then the high points um, got a good win against Bradford away, um, which was probably the game we've been most looking forward to because that to us says we're back in the league. We know we're mm-hmm. playing Bradford away. I don't. You, I mean, you've been to Bradford. I'm, I'm guessing mm-hmm. the ground. It's it's championship quality. I would say. Um, so that was good getting a, a win there, and then just really you know clear in the mind Saturday's win against Salford away because they're we we don't like Salford let, let it be known um because they're plastic and tin pot and got no integrity or soul um but uh we beat them away too another as well which was which was which was good so <laughs> yeah excellent um and who are we to kind of who, who's been on fire for you this season this is a, this is a terrible question because when I'm asked it I always have to dodge it because our players will have someone having a couple of good games and then someone else will have a couple of good games and it's it's really difficult to pin down. So I really feel really hypocritical asking it, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> who should we be looking out for? So um, there's, there's probably a couple of names you'll know, or, or you'll if you if you if you don't, you'll probably get to know them. So Paddy Madden. Um, so he's uh, League One's. He's, I think he's something like four goals away from being League One's all-time top scorer. Um, so he's he joined us a couple of years ago, and he dragged us out of the National League, and he scored 
four in his last four um, already, just recently. Um, so he's one to look out for. Fraser Horsfall at the back, he was Northampton's captain last season. Um, mm-hmm. So we we got him. So he's like a like a Rolls Royce of a defender. He's just brilliant for the level. Uh, really, really stood out. Um, and then from midfield, he probably won't start, but Anthony Sarsavic. So he was Bolton's captain and we, we oh. got him down into the National League. He's a local lad. Um, yeah. And he, he, he oozes League One quality. Um, it's whether he'll play because he slows the game down and yeah. we try to be quite fast in in sort of in, in our directness. So, um, yeah, they're the three that I'd say of the midfielders that probably might start. Miles Hippolyte, who we got from Scunthorpe. Yeah, um, he's he's really good. He seems to somehow seems to come out of, come out with the ball. You know those players that are surrounded by three, and then yeah. for some reason they, they just come out with the ball, don't they? <laughs> Suddenly it's at their feet, and you're like, Whoa, "Let me watch that back later." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, perfect, lovely. And how do you see the match going? So I, I hope that we, I hope that we continue and build on Salford, the Salford win on Saturday away at Salford. But the last time I said this um, to, to a Grimsby podcast because we'd just beaten Bradford away. Grimsby went and beat us three one at home. Um, although we did we did hand it to them. I mean we 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 gave them the game. We gave them two 0 at start basically. Uh, so if we don't make any mistakes, silly mistakes, then I'm hoping that we can snag a two one win. Right. Uh, but I'll 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 let you know now. Anything can happen. Yeah. Absolutely anything can happen. <laughs> Same with our lot. Honestly, <laughs> we were. Great against. I know only Wimbledon and they have had a struggle this season, but we really raised our game against Wimbledon. We did really well against Oxford. I know again it's the Pizza Cup, but they had fairly strong side out. I was led to believe, and we we really did well against them. And then we had a man sent off after half an hour. Well, well sorry, Walsall had a man sent off, so we were playing ten men for an hour, and we did nothing. Really, we, we couldn't we couldn't break them down. So it was like okay, I'm not sure what's going on here. And then obviously delete is appropriate. The Tuesday night result was win, lose, draw. Um, but we now come to the the end. You'll be pleased to know. Um, but <laughs> the very, very, very important question. We're obviously coming up to you guys. Um, it's on a Saturday. And lots and lots of guys will be there to spend the day in the town. We need to know where's good to drink. Um, so it's your nominations for Pub of the Week. Loving this. It's all very yes, Harry I, Hill. I told I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you said the last one, I said it gets worse. <laughs> I, did say, I did warn you. I love it. Um so yeah, it's it's a really good question because I only ever go really into a place called Basque on the train station, who don't let away fans in, unfortunately. Um that's that's like a home pub. Um but in terms of pubs on Castle Street, I mean the Bobby Peel is always a good one. Um, or you can go into the Prince Albert or the Royal Oak. The, 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 honestly, I don't know if you've been to Castle Street before, Edgeley, Edgeley Town Centre. Um, there's there's about, I don't know, eight or nine pubs on there. There's only one to avoid, which is the pineapple. Don't go in oh. there. But every other one, you'll get a decent pint. 
um, and and decent decent uh, atmosphere. And to let your fans know as well, I think you now get served beer in the railway end, which is uh-huh. the end you'll be in. So, oh, good. Yeah. yeah. So, which I, I think is fairly fairly new for away fans at County. So, excellent, lovely. There you go. Well, thank you very much for all that, and no um, good luck tonight. Bad luck on Saturday. <laughs> same <laughs> yeah. take care thank you all right cheers mike right so i have pre-recorded my conversation with russ and i will be slotting that in here so if you guys want to hear it you'll have to skip forward to about 23 minutes when the podcast comes out so there you go do me a little favor um what do you guys feel now we've done we're on a nice little mini run we've got two wins and two draws unbeaten in four Stockport, I think we're still just ahead of them, but they've come into a bit of form recently. Um, how are we feeling ahead of Saturday? Neil? Um, I always think back to the last time we played Stockport with their goalkeeper basically gifted us probably the most funniest goal that we scored, didn't we? With that, uh, you know, how he managed to let that back pass him from miles out. And then, of course, we got the and that was at the end of an awful run where I think we'd been to we played Torquay, hadn't we? And uh, Wrexham away. It was we played all the big boys, didn't we? In uh, yeah. in the space of about ten days, and I, you know, it wasn't going well, and we ended up with that two 0 win at Stockport. So uh, I suspect we've probably had our bit of luck again. I would like to think we could. You know, we could get a draw out of it. I wouldn't expect anything more. And I think, you know, we've got a lot of tired, you know, bruised bodies there. But, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I would hope possibly, you know, Eastie will be back. But if not, um, perhaps might might even stick with um, Omar in midfield again, which would be uh, interesting. And Killian get, would get a start up front. Yeah, I mean, he did allude that Louis and Eastie could have a good chance for Saturday. Um, which, as I said to you, I think if, if there's a chance and they're half fit, if, if, or not half fit because he's very he's very protective of his players, but I think if there's a chance, he'd start with them and then shuffle the pack because obviously you don't want to bring them on late and then have them come off again um, because they're not quite there. But Andy, what are your... Well... If you recorded this before yesterday, I'd be certainly less optimistic. The thing, the thing about yesterday or last night was that second half was possibly the first time, but maybe not quite, where I saw the real spirit of last season. <clears throat> kind of, you know, we, we don't know we're beaten. We're going to go for this. Uh, it might have been because of the rocket they had at half time, but it, it felt like last season rather than us kind of struggling this season. Um so I'm going in a lot more confident. I think I don't think we'll win. Um, although, you know, Stockport might be hitting a bit of form, but they're still quite indifferent. And they probably should have been doing better than they have been. And I think this is probably the last the last time, last couple of weeks where they will probably not start clicking properly. Um so I, I think I think we might we might well get away with something. Come back down yeah. the M6 with at least a point. Um but again, it's going to depend on how how the team is is ready and set up, and how knackered they are. Yeah, I mean Northampton's not a huge trip, but it's a, a slightly different yeah. different beast. I mean, the, 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 as you were saying, Neil and and, and the, the, the bruised and battered and knackered, it's because these guys, and it's difficult to 
keep this in mind, it's they've been playing at sort of 90 to 100 percent for two and a bit years now. They are playing well above themselves. That's not again a disrespectful thing. They are playing absolutely at their their full on. And you know, in any job you're doing, if you're constantly, constantly, constantly full on, you see it's knackering. You can't. <laughs> you can't. What are you talking about? Up, Omar never finishes a game. <laughs> He's taken off in seventy minutes, isn't he? Just the stuff. That's his words. <laughs> I think I said to Mike last Saturday, you know, there can't be many thirty-five-year-olds, nearly thirty-six. Rob is in January that play as many minutes that he does because he's virtually on for 90 every time he he plays and uh, you know to continually play at the level he does and the you know the speed that he can still muster and uh, you know the miles he puts in uh, on the pitch every saturday every tuesday you know it would break a lesser man so i think rob is just a remarkable <clears throat> a remarkable athlete and we have also got our brand new 41 year old centre back <laughs> that we can call upon. With that, I just looked. I just looked at how many minutes league minutes each player has played, and Milsom is actually third out of the entire team. He's yeah, um, yeah 1,264 minutes he's played this season. Yeah, and I think he's only, only missed because he was he missed a couple of games. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. yeah. It's only, I mean, there's only, there's only one player we've got who's played, I think, every minute of every league game. Can you name him? Every minute of every league. Every league game so far. Joe. Correct. Joe, Joe yeah. Kizzy. Mm. Yeah. He's no joke, is he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for that one. <laughs> if only he'd keep his eyes open. <laughs> that was horrendous. You can't go insane. Um... So, okay, well, I think we've kind of all said we'd be delighted with a draw to keep the mini run going. Um, but yeah, you, you just don't know with this lot because they're, they're an annoying bunch of weirdos. They'll just go up there and probably smash Stockport <laughs> out of sight. Um, <laughs> you just wouldn't put it past them. You'd be like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now, is it? <laughs> okay. Um, but just a couple of quick things before we finish up. The, Ladies are at home again on Sunday. It's um, free entry at Gander Green Lane. They then have to go on their magical, wonderful tour again for a few more weeks. And they've got an annoying um, away tie to either Richmond or Worthing. So I think they're playing on Sunday. Um, so obviously do come along. They really do appreciate the support. And it is real, it's a real throwback. You can go anywhere. I even stood somewhere different last Sunday. And I, I went behind the goal. They put pressure on me. So I went behind the goal. And it was 2-2 two -two at half-time, and we won 5-2. So I was like, oh, okay, apparently I can watch football from a different vantage point. <laughs> I didn't like it, but it's possible. Um, next up for the podcast, we've got uh, Mark Bravery and David Mears. Well, this is going to backfire spectacularly because one of them is going to drop out. <laughs> but they're next up on the podcast. And then next week, I've got a great interview with an XU, Steve Rogers. Um, anyone who's on Patreon, can listen to that now but other than that it's coming out next week wednesday um and this is going to be one of the last on restream because they're annoying me with their whole apple thing and i'm moving to something else and the good news and bad news on that is the one i found has got an even easier soundboard so <laughs> it's gonna get a whole lot worse slash better depending on your, your viewpoint always one of my highlights sitting to what sound <laughs> clip you invented next mm. <laughs> 
the guy for the uh, Stockport one, when I did the uh, Who Are You, he was just like, I'm nicking that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've done. Don't worry. <laughs> but thank you very much, gents. Um, thank you for your time, as always. And thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time. And safe travels to anyone up to Stockport. Obviously, it's outside of the 25 so that doesn't include me. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.